we've by the way we've tried various kinds of synchronization things of clapping at one and stuff and it never works it's it's always wrong for somebody <laughs> um so all right ready maybe the three hey everyone welcome to ctf radio i'm adam d and i'm here with Zardis as always hey everybody and we have a really exciting episode today so what are we going to talk about today jan we are going to talk about the very height of the CTF scene um, by chatting with an amazing team that uh, dominated DEF CON qualifiers this year and won DEF CON finals as well. And by AOE. this year, and by this year, you mean? By this year, for those watching in the uh, it's far be here future, for I mean 20 2020. Yeah. DEF CON 28. Yeah, DEF CON 28. Uh, team AOE placed first place in DEF CON quals and first place in DEF CON finals after, as we've mentioned, um, and was a kind of both were very COVID affected events. Uh, we had to delay quals because COVID hit right when we were kind of gearing up for things. Yeah. And so right, right during it is like, how do we write challenges and how do we get enough toilet paper? Yeah, seriously. I, and how do we teach online? My, my class went completely yeah, that's right. online in the middle of the semester. Uh, and so that was kind of a, a craziness. And then with the additional craziness of COVID for finals, DEF CON was in safe mode, which meant that it was completely virtual. So how did the game adapt to that, Jan? So we um, we did a number of things. One, of course, everything had to be online. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that is not um, so insane for a CTF. There are plenty of online CTFs. Um, but for DEF CON finals, it's very different, right? Usually everyone sits in, um, you know, one gigantic room mm -hmm. where there's a table per team and, and the AC is extremely cold as, as many people throughout history have complained. Um, and, uh, it's just, a quite a, a extreme experience. Um, and this year it was all online. Everyone was remote, um, from their homes. You, most teams didn't weren't able to actually gather even just as a team together. Um, and the other thing was that everyone was spread out all over the world mm -hmm. as part of that, obviously. So uh, what we had to do is, uh, as we've um, talked about a lot, invent the mythical 17-hour workday. Uh, there would be eight hours of hacking and mm -hmm. nine hours for sleep and then eight hours of hacking and nine hours for sleep. We did that sleep to make in it quotes, right? I'm putting sleep exactly. in quotes because no, for... no one slept, not the organizers, not the players. Yeah. It's just uh, like Adam, you... non game time was the main factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we could shut down and, and we would work on, on, um, you know, getting ready the next shift of the competition mm -hmm. and the teams would work on, um, preparing exploits and all of this. Right. Um, we did this to be fair for time zones, right? Um, if and what does that mean, Def fair Con to time zones? So it sounds yeah, brutal no matter how you slice it, right? It is It is extremely brutal. If we ran DEF CON the normal way, where we start uh, DEF CON CTF, where we start the um, network, uh, the competition in the morning and we end it in the evening, Las Vegas time, this would be extremely good for uh, teams that are in the United States. It would be much, much worse um, for teams, for example, in Europe, and it would be a complete disaster for teams in Asia uh, because in Asia, they would have to be playing fully in the middle of the night um, every night. So shifting their sleep schedule just for that event, just for the Asian teams, it, it represents a um, 
significant decrease of fairness in some sense. We, we would we would have um, penalized heavily uh, certain teams just based on where they were connecting from. So we <laughs> figured out a way to make it equally painful for everybody. So this uh, spread the pain around. Spread the pain around. This this um, uh, design that that we created. I guaranteed that everyone um, suffered, but people suffered more or less equally. It was the most equal that we could create. Um, Great. So as we discuss uh, this final event, also keep in mind that um, people weren't just hacking novel challenges. They were also dealing with a very novel schedule. Right, exactly. Yeah, so this threw kind of, you know, a big wrench into things. Plus, uh, you know, one of the big differences, which maybe we'll talk about a little bit, is the networking setup, right? So it's usually you show up at uh, the finals event, we give you a network cable, you plug that in, and now you're part of the game, right? So, but this had to be completely virtual. So we gave people a jump box, which had a WireGuard uh, VPN setup into our VPN. And then that's how we wanted um, the game to work. But that probably added additional challenges to teams because they needed to set up their own infrastructure for their their own teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's a lot of you know. On the other hand, they didn't have to carry servers with them to Las Vegas, right? So it's it's this trade off that everyone kind of. I think we're the only people that do that, though. I don't think the teams bring that's, the servers that's to true. Vegas. Some teams, some teams do. Um, I, I not not to uh, kind of steal the thunder in case AU wants to brag about it, but uh, in in. Uh, not this year's DEFCON, but last year, DEFCON uh, 27 in 2019, they brought like a professional looking web camera to uh, observe the, uh, the the game floor. That was a... I think they really just wanted to see you and hear your announcements, but that's my that's theory. True. Yeah, and, and, and if they, that's very possible. And as we know, the problem with bringing servers is sometimes you uh, drive a U-Haul truck from Phoenix to Vegas and when you get there, you realize the wheels have fallen off of your server rack, <laughs> server rack. while you're waiting to unload it in front of Caesars. <laughs> so yeah, maybe we can. That's uh, a story for another day, for yeah, sure. That is definitely a story because that social engineering required. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that part. But of course, the people are not here to hear us talk about things. Yeah. They're here to meet with some of the amazing people behind the legendary hacking team. A star, O star, no, zero star E. Ugh, I thought I was going to get that perfectly right. So, uh, Jan, why don't you help me clap clap these uh, nice gentlemen in? Absolutely. I just have to. Just use your hands. You don't need to do the thing. Okay, you're going to get I it. I don't have to do the thing. I do the thing. I, I have a soundboard. This is high tech. Yeah, it's not like we can easily add sound effects in post-production. He likes to just put it in right now. It's more authentic this way. Cool. So, yeah, so we have with us... Silver, Jingming, Tianyin, and Huixin, and they're going to be here today. And I'm super apologize for to all of you and to everyone out there who's listening to this for me butchering names. Uh, so, Silver, you want to go first and introduce yourself? Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Silver, and I'm the, one of the DevOps guy from the A0E. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So A0E. Yeah, that's we. That's how. That's a good way to. Standardize on the no, the name of the team that you want. Yeah, or if you want. <laughs> awesome, perfect. And can you maybe let's maybe we can get to know you a little bit better as you introduce yourself. So could you maybe tell us about how you first got into Capture the Flags? 
Yeah. Uh, the first time I got to the CTF is about in my university, and and um, in the second year of my university, and one of the uh, some of my classmates say thing is cool and I should draw in. Uh, but I think maybe um, Tian Yi have more charming perspective about his CTF journey. Right. Okay. You, well, then there we go. Yeah. Tian Yi, you want to introduce yourself and then talk about your CTF journey? Okay, hi. Um, I'm Tian Yi. So uh, I'm a, a former, actually, I'm the first captain of a team AOE. And now oh. I play as a coach, and Gunming is now the captain, and Huixing is the vice captain. Ah, and, cool. Yeah. Uh, the first time I played the CTF, as I remember, it was my uh, second year of graduate school. Mm -hmm. And at that, at that time, the concept of CTF just started in China. What so, year was this? Uh, Do you remember? Uh, 2014. I think. Okay, cool. And at that time, um, Oops Team Oops was recruiting new people. Mm -hmm. So they hosted um, an internal CTF game. I played that game, and uh, yeah, luckily I got the first place. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Then, then I become a member and a CTF player of Team Oops and started my CTF journey. Awesome. So you're hooked for life at that point, then? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, okay. That's cool. So, you, were you in in Shanghai? Yes. For your university. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Shanghai Jiao Tong University. Yeah, I I visited there um, for the first O. Was it the first OCTF? There was definitely the first like Ocon. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, zero. Uh, Ocon. Zero Con. Oh, two thousand fifteen or sixteen, I think. Yeah. Some some somewhere around there. It was it was amazing. Also. Um, there's a place I'm sure you know, uh, near the university called uh, Yang's Dumplings. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yeah, it's amazing, <laughs> it's incredible. I still wake up dreaming about those dumplings sometimes, it's absolutely awesome. I'm sure it's just like a, a chain or something all over the place in Shanghai, but but it was great. Well, maybe uh, we went I could actually save to travel again, we can come visit these guys in uh, China. Yeah, absolutely. We have to uh, do a live episode from there and Ooh. from Yang's. Just just the Yang's dumplings. That's CTFs. Uh, you know, Hikon had capture the food one year. This That's is, right. you know, just CTFs and food go right hand in hand. Uh, awesome. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think you are not the only one. I, I remember when we uh, go to the uh, Google CTF and the uh, uh, talk with the uh, other teams. They also remember the dumplings in Shanghai. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yes. those dumplings were incredible. All right. Absolutely so, Jing Ming, you want to introduce yourself or just talk about dumplings some more? <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'm now the captain of the AOE. And uh, do you do you guys know what what does the AOE mean? Uh, I don't. I, yeah, Why don't they, you pretend like I don't, and so you can teach me? Yeah, we, we have we have uh, four teams in in the. This is a union team, and we have mm -hmm. uh, four teams. Uh, so the uh, Tian Yi is from the uh, like the is graduate in uh, Shanghai Jiao Tong University, and it is the uh, Oops. Like, uh, I think you know the team Oops. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm Very from the. Yeah, uh, I'm from the Zhejiang University, and uh, my team is the the A, the Triple A. Yeah. 
Um, and I have the similar uh, experience, uh, but I, I only uh, won the second place in the uh, ACTF and then I joined the CTF. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. No. That's, uh, yeah, that's when I great. was, uh, yeah, when, uh, it, I think it's also in, uh, 2014. Yes. 2014. So in, in yeah, yeah, basically yeah. in six years, um, you and Tianyi have, have gone from what is CTF to, uh, it, <laughs> if it wasn't in safe mode to standing at the, you know, award ceremony, receiving the badges, but you know, <laughs> to getting mailed black badges, uh, at some point from DEF CON. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that that's pretty incredible. Yeah, that is amazing, and it's. I think you know. Hopefully, we can talk a little bit about you know that the journey and tips for how people can go from you know first CTF and then six years later winning DefCon. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Cool. So, uh, what about you, uh, Huixin? Hi, I'm Huixin. Hey, and I'm also started playing CTF at uh, around the around the 20, 2014. Yeah. And uh, I'm from Fudan University as uh, a team six stars. Uh, so it's uh, two stars in the AOE team. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. So you, you contribute more than either OOPS or the A or the E, right? They're only one letter each, but you have two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. The character is smaller, smaller than other, other characters. So they have two. <laughs> Amazing. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. So I think the, you know, the, the real, I think reason why we're here is not just because you guys are, you know, amazing hackers and amazing winners, but we're, you know, really here because we all love CTFs, right? So can you, you know, why do you like, you know, if somebody could talk about, it, we can go in turns about what, you know, why do you like playing CTFs? Because I'm sure you could say it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort, right? To, especially over those four years. Uh, six years. And so wh why do you do that? Why do you like playing CTF? Okay, so please. For, for me, um, I think uh, playing CTF, I can learn a, a lot of new stuff and new technologies mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of knowledge is that you cannot learn from your textbook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that that's something that we hear actually a lot and we say a lot, you know, CTF is a game of um, learning and, and not just learning, there's a secondary thing of learning to learn, right? Because yeah, yeah, you, exactly. it, you, you don't just, you aren't just faced with one new concept, you're faced with concept after concept after concept after concept. Um, we talked about this uh, crazy time uh, schedule of DEF CON CTF this year. I mean, every... Every 17 hours, you would have to learn, let's say, completely new uh, challenges and ideas. Uh, and it'd be interesting to see, you know, which set of challenges that, um, you guys worked on over the course of the game. If you really, if you jumped from like, you know, AI to uh, reversing a crazy parallel machine to like, you know, all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah. Anyways, let's keep going on on, on topic, though. Yeah, anybody why have any thoughts CTF? on why they like playing CTFs? So actually, yeah, for I me... Enjoy, um... Yeah, you please. You first, yeah. You, you, you first, you first. <laughs> oh, this, you is, first, this is how remote... This is how remote communication works. Everyone is with exactly. other people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Uh, for me, 
sit here for me is more about uh, what I like to do is reverse engineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to be an observer instead of someone who writes their exploit or fun bugs. I just want to watch how it works and uh, think about how what I can do to affect its behavior. Yeah. Mm, and I think CTF is one of the most uh, most interesting way to do this. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Jingming, that you that is next? actually super interesting. Um, the the desire, basically, it's 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 you you enjoy learning about a system, right? In a similar way that that people yeah. enjoy learning about new concepts, new concepts, but but it's it's kind of depth instead of breadth, yeah. right? You take one system, you just you understand it perfectly so perfectly that that you can you can figure out how to yeah in influence it like you said right yeah yeah because uh, those people who uh, learn physics very well in their university life tell me that uh, every everything everything's behavior is determined by how its atoms are uh, sorted so I think it's it's something that actually always strikes me as very interesting that computing has these uh, very well defined rules, right? That you know, you know exactly what every assembly instruction does. There's no question there, and yet somehow in combination, mystery arises. This Uh, is is how you can reach the infinity within infinity set. Exactly. Thank go. you. This is this is awesome. Or, gonna... The other thing I was going to say is like Conway's game of life, right? You have complexity that emerges from seemingly simple rules, right? From seemingly yeah. simple instructions. You can make these insane, very complicated and difficult to understand programs. But at the end of the day, if you spend enough time and effort on it, you can understand it, right? So I think there's something very satisfying there because like, oh, I do understand this thing. It's not beyond my grasp. That's awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. Okay. Um, for me, I really enjoy uh, playing with the, uh, my excellent teammates, and I also enjoy uh, play, uh, competing with the other teams and uh, the, 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 this really uh, the genius, yes. And yeah, and I really enjoy it. What a great captain response. I like that a lot, right? E- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can see why you're the captain. You- <laughs> It's, it's, it, we have the rush of learning, the rush of deep understanding, and the rush of teamwork. Friendship, and, and, yeah. And, yeah, friendship, yeah. sport. That's awesome. <laughs> so you don't see do CTF for the food? Is that... Uh... That's what I was about to say. We've got one thing. It's, Dumplings. Uh, you know, the, the favorite... Yeah. <laughs> I think actually, just mentioned everything. I think, okay. uh, yeah. uh, actually, uh, I just said, like Yang said, CTF pushes you to uh, learn new knowledges very fast. Mm-hmm. And when you can yeah. apply those knowledges to in the practice and to solve these challenges, you will feel a very strong sense of achievement when you I, submit I, the flag. <laughs> Exactly. That's I the think most this, most heavy the thing. Best feeling in the world, right? <laughs> yeah, I think of this as the rush of mastery, right? Like you, you, you have mastered something, and and uh, yeah, it's hard to replace. So, um, 
I'm teaching a course at, at ASU of undergrads and I'm giving them extra credit to play in CTFs. 1% of extra credit a weekend. And all they have to do is they have to try their hardest and they have to write a write-up and submit that write-up. And, and I was reading write-ups and some of them, you could just tell through the words, like how amazed they were at having captured a flag. Like after, you know, these are, you know, very early stage security people. And let's say after 40 hours of, you know, reversing a reversing 100, they get the flag and they're like, you know, I'm, yeah. So it's absolutely that mastery. Uh, you get that flag and it's, it's a, a very irreplaceable feeling. And like CTF has this very unique aspect that Jiang Ming mentioned, right? Where it's the, you know, competition. And so you have collaboration among your teammates that helps drive you forward, right? You right. maybe want to keep pushing on a problem because your friends and your teammates are also working on that and you're bouncing ideas off each other. And at the same time, like you said, your competitors, right? Your competitors are, you know, there's other people out there that are working on this and they're not going to stop getting that flag. So you better do everything you can to get that flag, right? Yeah, yeah that was so great. It's a great com co a combination of, of these things um, in ways that I think, you know, there, there were other, before CTF um, and aside from CTF, there were other competitions of skill in, in, in computing, Right. There's uh, algorithmic competitions. There are there's the demo scene, mm -hmm. right, where they yep. create, you know, cool art that that tries to go within some constraints. Um, and then there's like, you know, even vaguely related, there's speedrunners. Um, but yep. they I think CTF captures kind of the fresh pieces of everything. Right. Yeah, that's great. OK, cool. So maybe now we can think about. Uh, focus in on AOE, the team, right? So how is it created? I think we have yep. a little bit, uh, you know, we touched on that a little bit. Maybe you can give us a little bit more background, like, you know, how is it created? Who is involved? How long have you all been a team? Okay, so um, team AOE actually was like founded back in early 2017. Okay. And as a union team. Mm-hmm. And as you know, we uh, consist of four CTF teams in right. China. So the Tencent, EE, Triple E, and Oops, and AAA, and uh, Six Stars. At some point, I do want to know what all those team names mean. We don't have to do that now, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that would be a very fun, uh, very fun thing to do. Um, okay, so actually... Um, uh, most of our team members, they come from uh, Tencent EEE team, mm -hmm. and they are also a security researchers okay. in Tencent King Lab. Yeah. And actually, our team are strongly and uh, encouraged and supported by our mentor or boss, uh, Wu Shi. Awesome. That's great. Yeah, that's... Uh... Amazing. Okay, so team's been around for about three years. And so I guess uh, another maybe follow-up would be roughly um, how do people join AOE? What's what's the process like for new members? Do you just have to – do you host your own mini CTFs, like how uh, some of you got in through the – was it the Oops CTF? Yeah. So actually, I think the 
one of the main purpose for uh, building this AOE team is um, trying to gather the most talented people and to create the best CTF team in China. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, except uh, Tencent EEE, they are all uh, uh, working working people. And the other three teams are university teams, so whose members are university students. Right. And many of our team members and many of our security researchers in Tencent King Lab, actually they used to play CTF in these three teams in their school days. Oh, cool. So, so, so in, in a sense, it's similar to... Um, Professional I mean, sports are, is what are... I was going to say, but yeah. Oh, go ahead. How, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I was going to say it's almost like, uh, you know, in, in the U.S. we have, uh, like for football, for example, like American football, right? We have the professional teams and then people don't, you don't just go from high school to a professional team as an 18-year-old. You go to a university first. You play football there for four years, and then the best people there then make it to the professional uh, teams. I, you know, don't. I'm not offending any of the other teams out there. Hopefully, but that sounds like an interesting model, right? Where, yeah, yeah, sounds yeah. like that. Cool. And, and maybe and, that's and, called an echelon, echelon. Ah, there you go. Style. Yep. Yes, that's cool. It's 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 an interesting um, model that is also repeated in in CTF a little bit, but not not quite as. I, th- I don't think I've ever heard it so flowy right um into a security uh group in industry um you know i know that a lot of uh alumni from rpi sec still play with rpi and a lot of or alumni from rpi still play with rpi sec a lot of alumni from carnegie mellon still play with mm-hmm. um, ppp uh so the the alumni of universities playing together with the university is is something that happens a lot in ctf but the interesting thing here is you have three universities and a lot of the alumni of those went to one security group and, and kind of uh, in some sense formed the glue to, to combine these teams. And, and, and I mean, uh, you know, not to jump ahead, but DEFCON CTF, it was insanely close. I mean, there were like, you know, a two point difference, right? So you needed every, every, you know, bit of talent you could squeeze out and every bit of talent that, that your opponents could squeeze out mattered. Right, and so this glue was was uh, this this teamwork that 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 I guess um, uh, arose as as a result of this structure was was absolutely critical. That that's super cool to hear because yeah. you often the human factor in these things often gets lost in the face of you know just the the raw technical. Yeah, ability. people just assume you can throw a bunch of hackers together and just like Jan said, just squeeze some flags out, right? But I'm sure you yeah. all could tell us that that's not the case, right? You actually have to have people who work together and probably like and trust each other and it's not yeah. just a matter of getting flags yeah, yeah it's it's super cool cool for then uni- maybe we can start look oh go ahead please uh, yeah i just want to say that for university students it's really easy to form a small group for the, yes. yeah actually in many universities in china uh they have some uh in-school security small security groups mm-hmm. And they will form small teams to play CTF. I think it's pretty interesting. The CTF is becoming much more popular since maybe, I think in China maybe since 2014 mm-hmm. or 15. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, and it's definitely like something you see more and more from outside of China. You see XCTF pop into the news, for example. And it's, it's 
you know, it's, which is a Chinese um, CTF uh, league, basically, right? Um, <laughs> and and so and that's a, a very cool thing to see that doesn't quite. A, I mean, it exists in a couple of places. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Hitcon is kind of like that in Taiwan, and and Ru CTF is kind of like that in um, in, in in Russia. Um, but it's it's a very cool thing to see, and it arose, you know, within the last couple of years. Um, so I, I actually have a question that you know, as as you talk about essentially um, four groups coming together to create this world class team. I mean, uh, team requires teamwork. How do you how do you approach like, you know, you you um, want to compete in DefCon, um, both the quals and the finals. Like, how do you? cohere the team so that that people work together and people uh you know feel like a team and then how do you approach defcon quals and then how do you approach an attack defense versus a jeopardy uh style ctf which defcon finals of course is attack defense maybe we can take those one by one yeah so let's take them one by one how do you cohere a team four four groups of people and obviously you're all uh you know talk to us as a single unit how did how did that happen Okay, um, I'll start. Um, and yeah, the, the attack and defense is a totally a different game. Um, and, uh, and, and we know that uh, in DEFCON this year, and we have uh, more than 30 challenges in the, uh, in, in the course in two days, and we have only 10 challenges in the finals. So, yeah, so we have more people uh, for the, each challenge. So I, I think the the uh, cooperation and the communication is the most important, and we, we also have the uh, different teams, team members, and so um, so so this is the I think the most important thing when we prepare for the the the, the death count, yes, um, and um, I, I think um, uh, as uh, Chen Yi said, um, like me, I'm from the uh, AAA, so so I'm uh, so they are. So, so I know that my my uh, the, the the students in uh, Zhejiang University very well, and so I can lead them to uh, do something. Yes, and uh, in the uh, in the first half of the the season, yeah, I call it the the season the, from the one the the death count end and the uh, and the next year start. Yeah, um, we uh, the 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 players in in. Tencent King Lab, and we are uh, experienced uh, because we we have um, maybe four or five years uh, DevCon experience, and uh, so we uh, go back to the school and uh, to help the um, to help the them to, uh, the young young generation, the young guys to grow up, and so we can uh, communicate uh, with them, and we know each other better, and uh, in the uh, and I think in the May this year we have so many uh, so many awesome uh, competitions like the applied CTF and the DevCon course and the, and we, uh, we 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 join together and we uh, practice and we uh, uh, do it in the real uh, communication and we know each other and and uh, um, the I, I think it's uh, about two weeks. Uh, before the DEFCON finals, and we start our training. Yeah, yes, we have the internal training. Yes, <laughs> and we uh, 
separate our team into the like the six groups and we the, the groups uh fight with uh, each other and just like the yeah 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 <laughs> just like the 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 the, the, the finals the, the attack, attack and defense oh, yeah and awesome. we also yeah 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 um actually we also find uh some uh cooperation issues uh in the past several years um i'll give you an example um yeah um we don't know when the organizer will release a new challenge and uh, and i think most of people always don't like to move to the new challenge since they have already make uh, lots of effort on the current one so right. uh in the past uh several years we always um, and such the, the issues, uh, when the new challenge uh, released and uh, we have uh, very few people to move to the new challenge and we lost a lot of scores, yes. And so this year we also prepare for the, such a situation. We, we, uh, in, in our training, we, we also play as the one team and we uh, release the challenges, uh, one by one and in a random time and so we can yeah, and we can prepare for it. Um, also, we have the we we set up a we set up a headquarters yeah, like the command center, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we we have a new role uh, like the commander and the Tian Yi is the head of the the commander, <laughs> the commander commander. Yeah, and, uh, and yeah, and he uh, because uh, yes, and he he has to take care of the uh, overall situation and to give the better arrangement for the each uh, each challenges and each people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So you have kind of this uh, command structure and then, yeah, I think that's a great um, example of understanding CTF playing psychology, <laughs> right? Because like you said, if you've invested time into a challenge, it's very difficult because everyone... We call this, uh, at, yeah. at Shellfish, we call this CTF close, where you think that you're close to getting a flag, but you're yes. actually not, right? You're, you're CTF <laughs> close. You're like, I've almost got it. Like, I'm not going to switch to something yeah, else. Yeah, that's amazing. Of the commander. Actually, uh, in this, mm-hmm. we are using Discord internally, and the commander channel is named in commander. So... Uh, the commander is also responsible for call different people to do different things. Maybe Tian Yi could introduce more about this, uh, more about it later. And yeah, actually, we also use some uh, uh, a voice meeting software. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, this year we cannot hear attention teams by others. Yeah, so uh, we are using the. Uh, voice meeting software to provide our own attention teams. <laughs> That's great. You should do it right now, Jan. You didn't get to do it at all this year. That's would you, right. Would you like to give us one good attention yes. teams? Attention teams! <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have a record of it, so I can play it in the next year. You know what? That's Maybe awesome. that's what we should do when we retire. We'll make like a vinyl record of Jan yeah. saying attention teams. Attention teams! First blood! There you go. It just tracks like that. Oh my gosh. Oh, man. Amazing. You know, they, they, they confiscated my microphone last year. 
um, because I was I was deafening people. Yeah, he then. kept put. I mean, if you were there, he kept pushing oh. the volume up. We had yeah. it set perfectly, and he would just like, yeah. attention, yeah. James, and we'd be like, Jan, what is going on? Yeah, the whole blo- the whole floor is vibrating. <laughs> he- so you <laughs> know, hardness in your bones is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, good. I apologize. I try to fight against his worst instincts, but there's only so much no, I could do. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty interesting. You're a very nice person. <laughs> yes, thank you for saying that. Uh, all, all I would say is that it's a big, giant ball of chaos, and everyone is you know, pulling in different directions and somehow. Yeah, it's almost like uh, there's something that starts that chain reaction that's moving around incredibly fast. I wonder who on our team that could be. (laughs) Exactly. I I don't know. We'll have, we we might never know. We may never know. Amazing. So then how do you then roughly, so roughly how many people are we talking about, you know, organizing? Can you give us a, a rough idea? Um, I think, just uh, four or five of us. For the whole team? I'm being the, the, the organizers. The, the organizers yeah. for the command yeah. center. Yes, yes. And then so... And as, yeah. as a commander, I think there are not many people. Maybe only three or four. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, I think the the main job as a commander is try to uh, pull all those people out from the old challenges and put them in the new challenge. That's a very important job. So, and it's very hard to do that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So as a commander, are you actively working on challenges? Do you look at a challenge long enough to know what it is so you can figure out who to move? Uh, what's your process like? Yeah, I will look at the challenges first and see uh, who is the most suitable one for uh, working on this challenge. And then I will ask him to uh, out from the old one. And ask, also, uh, when, when they tell. are solving the challenges, I will uh, walk around and uh, see their progress. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will try to arrange uh, different people to work on different different, um, different ways to solve that challenge. And some people can try to uh, play or try to fighting with that challenge. And some people can try to reverse that. I see. Great. So you, but you're not actually solving challenges yourself, right? You're dedicated to maintaining the the team, right? Uh, actually, I try to maintain this uh, commander role for only for half of the game, and after that, <laughs> there uh, we are short, short of people. So, yeah, I put myself into solving one of the challenges. Good. So a new challenge comes out. You look around. There's nobody. You just got to solve yeah. it yourself. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah you got to lead from I, from the front sometimes. Go ahead. Yeah, Sorry, I remember there. Yeah, I remember there are um, five challenges in the meantime when the uh, the the the, the Perio AF and the, the IHG, uh, the Pinball and uh, yeah, five five challenges in Casino the Casino Life. In the and yeah, yeah, five challenges. Yeah, and and I think maybe. Some other teams they uh they they didn't move enough people to the new challenge like the IHC and and so we we have the this uh command center and we can uh, arrange the the suitable people to the new challenge so I, I think we are benefit from it. Yeah. So that is quite an advantage. I mean that's that's not just um like raw technical skill. That's strategic like 
not not even just strategy within the team, which most of the time I think in CTF that's where strategy ends. It's strategy far beyond it, thinking of other people's human resources and it's, how they they might be utilizing them. It's almost like at a it's like a metagame strategy optimization level yeah. almost, right? Like how that's, do you you can have the best hackers in the world, but like you said, if there's five problems and they're only working on one, you're not going to do very well. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, did you you dominated um, RHG, especially early on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we, cool. we'll get in closer, I think, uh, in yeah. a bit to the actual how the, the game went. So this is amazing. So then maybe we can um, shift over silver to networking, right? So we saw that you released that awesome uh, redirection controller on GitHub. Uh, did you set up any cool other cool infrastructure while you were preparing for uh, DEF CON yeah. CTF? Uh, maybe uh, we can just share uh, how our infrastructure works. Uh, actually, I was, yep. I, I was drawing a new infra uh, topology on Flow, but So I'm, I'll, I'll just, I'll, you can imagine it in your head. So, uh, we are in China, right? So, and your server is located in the U.S. West, the West U.S. Correct. So, uh, we have to set two different gateways at the China and the U.S. And they are connected using. I'm not sure how it works. Maybe MPL with VPN, maybe some QoS promise magic, or or maybe that. Anyway, it's magic. I don't know how it works because uh, they are provided by some cloud networking components. Mm -hmm. We are. All our servers are hosted on the Tencent cloud, so we are not using any physical servers in this okay. game. And all our players, uh, no matter they are from China or from USA, actually we have some people in US, so they will dive into their own VPN server. And the VPN server is connected, connected to the gateway and all other servers, including the traffic controller and the jump box, is connected with uh, with the gateway, so gateway will forward any traffic. So at at the gateway, we have observed about two hundred <laughs> gigabytes of traffic during three days. Forty eight. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's like I three and a half or something weird. How long or it four, was. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, if if painful you didn't save for all that data so, locally, right? Is that, uh, that's not why you're having disk space problems. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh no! I'm just kidding. You saved it no, to I, your machine. Uh, That's why you're having disk space. Uh, so disk is kind of <laughs> expensive, so we decided not. We we actually limited. Yeah, we actually limited the oh, no, VPN I'm, between uh, China and the US uh, because uh, this VPN is pretty expensive, considering how yeah you know how oh. China network works. So uh, this has a basic networking uh, infrastructure and. Uh, in previous CTF games, including the DEF CON uh, 25, 26, and including 27, we have an internal platform written mm -hmm. by other team members, actually, either. Uh, he, is, uh, he, he wrote a platform called Polaris. And Polaris, Polaris uh, we didn't, um, we, still have, we still have no plan to uh, open source it uh, because there are some internal components haven't removed completely. Uh, and <laughs> however, it was pretty. Uh, uh, the way he wrote it is pretty interesting. He's using an online Markdown editor, uh, which can mm -hmm. sync between different users, 
and have a, a framework uh, attached to it, so it can assign different markdown, markdown documents to different problems. And it also provides API to, so we can write a bot to watch the team interface and then add challenges uh, or, or, or upload the uh, gaming score. Uh, and Polaris also provides some interesting function, including <laughs> actually hey, our function called Railgun. Uh, Railgun. Is there a gun? Yeah, yeah. The so shooter, you know every, how every team has yeah. a shooter. So what? What? Why don't you describe yeah. the shooter so that people don't think we're being super weird? What? What is the point of a shooter in a CTF? It's used to send out bullets so it can get flagged <laughs> from other teams. Beautiful. Yeah. So just a thing that like you can either drop. I, I don't know how your guys works, but the idea is you can drop either a file, executable, Python script, something, and it will. The shooter will yeah, fire actually, that uh, at every script. other team. It's Python? Yeah, it's Python script. Nice. Everyone is using Pontoons, including those people who wrote web, web exports. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah. yeah, it's pretty useful. Except for your redirection controller, um, I saw that's JavaScript. <laughs> yeah. The redirection controller is uh, let me think. Uh, the first the first conception of it is uh, I have read it about 24 hours before the game starts. So I wrote the back end and space uh, using, uh, using amazing yeah TypeScript and the space yeah space is using uh, yeah also using TypeScript to write our front end and we also have our uh, interface design designer. So the redirect controller is pretty simple. It's mm -hmm. located on the jump box. Not Your provided by box, right? yeah. oh, we actually copied the yeah 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 we have our own jump box yeah, so we, we can that. run and you some didn't other want us stuff to see all it. your stuff right and get access to it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> actually the principle mm -hmm. of the redirection controller is very simple it's just some repetitive rules we didn't want to use netfilter because I don't think any other else want to maintain their network. Yeah, so the redirection controller, the concept was very cool, right? So the whole thing is we changed the game so that you could, rather than us deciding when PCAPs were released to the teams, right? A team could decide to send traffic either to a stealth port or a normal port. And if they send it to the normal... Exactly, yeah. So then your um, redirection controller, was when I saw it, was uh, you know very cool and very smart because then... The exploit writers don't have to worry about running it, and your shooter doesn't even have to run. You could then just change and toggle which, uh, if you want to go stealth or non-stealth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everyone is in the VPN, and the their traffic will all go through the jump box. So uh, it works. Yeah, that, that, that's our target is making it work. That's very impressive. <laughs> I, I think what what you've seen from the data um, is that a lot of teams. Uh, approach this in an ad hoc way and they lost a lot of potential points um, mm -hmm. there there are teams that lost yeah. significant significant points in the game because of um, you know they just shot all the traffic through a stealth port or none of the traffic through a stealth port um, whereas it seems your, your strategy was really configurable yeah and centrally configurable yeah actually our uh, our first primary target is not to make it elegant. Our primary target as the DevOps guy <laughs> is to make it work. So uh, including the <laughs> including the scoreboard, we we 
also set a Grafana instance. So we can send the scoreboard to Grafana and uh, plot our own map. So it's easier for us to watch uh, in which round, how many points did we get or lost in the attack, defense, or QH. And speaking about the misuse of Salesforce, I, I remember Tinyi have done an uh, analysis after the mm. game ended, after you have read all those tick data. So maybe he no, yeah. maybe he can talk something. Well, actually, about I write a Python script to uh, to par parse all those the JSON data you mm -hmm. have released. Yeah, and also those the uh, steel support information, and try to uh, to redraw all the map or the image of the whole game, and we discovered uh, a lot of interesting things when we dig into every challenge. And I think uh, maybe Gunmin can introduce can introduce <laughs> them. Yeah, many interesting things. I, I keep waiting for you to say a mistake. That's what I kept waiting for. <laughs> like a, a bug or mistake on our side. I kept waiting. I'm like, oh gosh. The, the best testers are the players themselves. You know, yeah, we was... can test everything we, we can test, but yeah, you we've, know, and then... we've told this story where our first year, DEFCON 26, with this shirt when the first day uh, PPP came up to us. I think it was Brian. And he's like, uh, your scoring does not match what your algorithm says like on the website. And we're like, and I'm just literally brain dead at this time. I just looked at him and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to fix that later. Like, I can't even think right now. Like, thanks for letting me know. <laughs> so sorry, go ahead. Please tell us more about this, uh, the Stealthport analysis. Um, yeah, so the first issue, I think, uh, you know, the, the slot machine and the PVP uh, has exceeded the 600 flags. And so in the, uh, so, so did you guys, uh, um, remove the, the point he, uh, they, they, they gained in, in this tick? Ah, uh, no, that's oh, a, yeah, yeah, that was a good, uh, I think what yeah. actually honestly happened is we, that was that service sloop machine was going to be retired right when uh, Jan and I were going live on the um, on our DEFCON interaction times. Yeah, and the recap. Exactly, the so recap the, that we did live during the game. Recap. This is part of yeah. why in our uh, postmortem we said that doing that live during a game was a mistake because of <laughs> things like that is we were very good about watching it because we didn't have a hard, uh, you know, turn it off right at 600 flags. It, was it wasn't all, automated. Right. It was all manual. We had so. the rule, but that was all manual. Yeah. So the behind the scenes is okay. Jan and I are talking on Discord. It's getting recorded. Suddenly it uh, pops into my head that like, oh no, has anyone done that? I start pinging people on Slack. Like, is anyone going, like, has anyone stopped this service? And then, you know, we look at the uh, the stuff and... And they're like, oh, no, what do we do? And so, like, I, like, leave. I think I leave the Discord chat. Yeah, and I'm just like, Yana, yeah, I have to so go. So Adam just vanishes. And I just have to keep babbling for a while. As you can tell, he's very good at babbling. Uh, uh, so I then I go back to the team. We shut it down. And then, yeah, when we looked later, we're like, oh, yeah, they, you know, they got a round more of flags, basically, because um, they got past uh, whatever the 600 mark was. But at the end of the yeah, day, it didn't, affect, it didn't affect things. 615, but, yeah. yeah. So you shut down the service manually? We have, a, uh, yeah. we have a button in our own interface to retire the service, but we um, we didn't uh, we we don't like 
hard coding those kinds of things. We like it to be manual just in case something goes horribly, horribly wrong with the automation. <laughs> so um, yeah, we, we had that be a manual process. And then there's a little bit of, there's problems where you have a discrete event, like the service is down, right? So if you do that in the middle of a tick, you essentially have to invalidate all the flags submitted during that tick because the service has to be considered inactive during that tick. So then you have to be very careful about watching it so you make sure it goes down right during the right tick and not too early. So, yeah, it's it's a yeah. little bit of um, brittleness that that we need to work mm -hmm. on probably for next year. But uh, it's for the most part, except for that one. I think there was another challenge where we ended up with six hundred and two flags um, as the maximum. But uh, Sleuth Machine is the one that went over. No, no, but that was fine because it was. Uh, in we the... found that uh, during the in the IHT, you just stop yeah. the game exactly when we get. <laughs> 600 Six, flags five. we don't yes, know how he yes. achieved that yes that yeah. one it just yeah. it, that's just how it worked out um you yeah, hit the 600 math, flags exactly. on a um round boundary and we, yeah. we uh, shut the yeah. service down um exactly so like the so, 600... yeah, it was all manual just sometimes we got luckier than than right. other times because we couldn't shut it up um, which, yeah, the which way... was uh <laughs> one of the the challenges um like adam said we were, we we're kind of afraid of automation going uh wrong and if it you know i think it's yeah it's 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 not ideal that one service gets 615 flags another gets 600 but you know it, it happens um yeah you guys just happen to uh get exactly like in the middle of the yeah, round okay. or in the end um, of the round i think Jan is maybe still yeah, talking. and, and in, in ihd uh, you know that we have different approach to get flag from the different teams and some teams yeah. they didn't fix the, the 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 box and so we can uh get the flag directly and uh, so but for pvp we we have to maybe uh attack in the game yeah we, <laughs> we have to kill them but in in, in that tick in that tick, we we, we are, yeah, it, it is, uh, shut down when we are trying to attack the PvP. Ah. And so, so we, we didn't get their flag in, in that, in that TPS. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we were wide, like, uh, Reammer, he wrote that service and he was, I mean, when, when you first killed PvP, he was screaming on our, on our audio, uh, conference. It was just like, holy shit, they, they figured it out. <laughs> they're killing them. They killed them. Well, like, like, like everyone here knows, right? One of the worst feelings and fears you have as an organizer is that they're not, not going to figure out the challenge yes, or it's, exactly. it's either too easy or something, right? So you never quite yeah. know until it actually hits reality how it's going to go. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. A, a really good point. Uh, cool. So speaking of preparation, I think I had this question because I know it's something that's near and dear to Jan's heart. Uh, have there been instances, either DEF CONs or other CTFs, where you've, you know, prepared cool network infrastructure, and then you show up, and then it's basically useless? Oh, yeah. I think there are many. Okay, I'll, I will answer <laughs> the question. Yeah. 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 Oh, I think uh, around the beginning of 2020, we have listed some uh, with interesting targets to prepare. Uh, for example, like uh, WebAssembly or like Rust, or maybe some different uh, option system like FreeBSD or things like that. That's right. And we just asked our teammates, so oh, choose one topic you you are interested, in, and you just uh, uh, get to know how it works, or maybe get 
basically just get familiar with it. And uh, you can, uh, if possible, you can try to make a state change with this topic. And maybe, maybe we'll encounter it just in this ah. dev code. So, uh, but this, this, all the fields are, uh, not, uh, just, uh, you, uh, Useless in this CTF, uh, except oh, AI. Nice. <laughs> oh, I have uh, learned some AI concepts. Yeah, yeah, just in this year twenty twenty, and they have they, in this year find those their AI change again. So, but other fields, uh, they not uh, they are not in CTF, but uh, basically I think they are also useful in mm -hmm. uh, some security researchers. Some of them they write some like uh, help scripts for Rust for better Rust decompilation and uh, yeah, they are that's awesome. Just they write some tools like that. Yeah, no, that's that great. That's so a good way to prepare. I my I think my very first DefCon I was um, had just joined Shellfish, but this was back in two thousand six or 2007 when I didn't even really know the name of the group and I didn't really understand what DEFCON was. I'd taken an undergrad security course and then Giovanni invited me to his hacking group and uh, we were preparing and he just puts a list up of like operating systems and he's like, we need virtual machines to be able to run all of these because we have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. So who's going to do what? And it was a, a very similar thing, but it was just the DevOps part. I mean, it was just like a make sure we have this OS in case we need it. Jan, would you like to share your story about an instance where oh, your preparation was yes. useless? Yes, I, I will share it as a, as a cautionary tale. I don't think it's a cautionary uh, tale, but please go on. Well, it, it depends on which story you're thinking about. Okay. So the one I'll share is is this. Um, and at, I think it was DEF CON 2011, right? Um, I had uh, just started as a PhD student in 2010. And for DEF CON 2011, we spent all summer preparing this incredible, impenetrable defense. Uh, nowadays, it, it would be what was what's termed as a Superman defense. And it was basically a combination of traffic redirection, um, an instrumented uh, FreeBSD kernel, uh, because at that time, uh, this was DD Tech, all DEF CON was, was FreeBSD all the time, um, an instrumented FreeBSD kernel with a uh, crazy amount of um, tracing and 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 uh, syscall introspection and all of this to just basically make challenges uh, unexploitable. The idea was that we would move all the challenges over and we would proxy queries back to the original machine to so that it still looked like they were running there and so forth. And we showed up and uh, we plug into the network and it's all fucking IPv6. Excuse me. It's all IPv6. Right, instead of IPv4, which all the same CTFers until then use, but suddenly everything is IPv6. And the way that IPv6 was implemented at the time in Linux, redirection, like like what we were trying to do, was insanely hard. Yeah. Right. And so we spent, yeah, exactly. We spent two days trying to redirect traffic to our um, uh, sandbox, mm -hmm. failed. Uh, I think we actually got it kind of working eventually, but by then it was just too late and, and we were just debugging live and, and uh, abandoned the whole thing. So the entire summer of writing this this insane uh, super defense system, gone. Speaking about IPv6, actually our network infra infrastructure prepared a lot of things for IPv6. Nice. 
we thought maybe you will use IPv6 this year. Who knows? And uh, this is yeah, we thought every we set up everything, including an eight six four or four in six or yeah, yeah, all those. And none of them is useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is exactly, you know, Jan has those, these scars from uh, that experience. So yeah. I remember being in the hotel room with okay. him, you know, the big suite. So. And he's just like, what? It's, it's IPv6. Right, so. Nothing works. How can we do this? We have this beautiful, the best defense system. And you, you know, I think the other thing is you wasted like a day trying to get it working, right? Yeah. When you could have yeah. been, should yeah, have yeah. been working on challenges. Yeah. Yeah, after that, so this is our FPS exactly, exactly. PTSD. Exactly. PTSD. Yes, yes. <laughs> After this, my my strong uh, suggestion was, you know, if we have defenses that don't work out of the box, like we abandon them, right? Or or, or preparations. Um, I think that that leads to a less painful experience. But right. you know, the the crazy thing as organizers, we we can't do that. If something doesn't work, we have to fix it. Cool. Okay. So then, yeah, moving into closer and closer into DEF CON 28 CTF. So the game was, you know, remote, like we said, which was very unique. We talked about the awesome networking setup that you had to deal with that. Um, how did your team, you know, adjust to these, the circumstances of being remote? How did you handle the shifts? Do you, did you have anything planned for that? Yeah, I think, um, actually we, we feel quite good about this arrangement. That's and true. yeah, we just need to prepare a dedicated internet line and to connect to the game server smoothly. And uh, for, uh, and I think uh, we don't need to suffer from the jet lag or from <laughs> communication border, yeah. Yeah, as I remember in past years, um, so some of, the, of our team members had to stay in China mm -hmm. uh, due to some visa issues or other stuff. So we have to separate the teams into two groups and one in Las Vegas and one in Shanghai. So the communication between these two groups are quite inconvenient and uh, right. yeah, there are also a time zone issue. So when people in Las Vegas and wake up, so the people in Shanghai, they are in the middle of the night. Yep, and yep, yep. for this year, so we don't have to deal with these, these issues. So this time, and I think we we take up a whole floor of our office building. <laughs> and so you yeah, were able to many... meet in person. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we can meet in person in China, maybe. Yeah. And there are many big meeting rooms, so people who are working on the same challenges they can gather together uh, in the same meeting room, and their discussion will go more smoothly. And I think Very the cool. only thing that, that bothers us is this 17-hour uh, shift period. <laughs> yeah, we can understand that you have to make this game fair to for CTA players in different time zones. Yeah, we can fully understand that. And But we still feel that this 17-hour period is quite uh, anti-human. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I, yeah, for myself, I, I, I cannot even tell the day and night during the CTF. <laughs> just uh, going to sleep anytime, anytime you feel exhausted and come back to the game when you wake up. Yeah, I feel like yeah, we have... I just, I've just traveled around the globe after the CTF. <laughs> and uh, as I remember, yeah. it was uh, early morning in Shanghai when the game ends. And I looked outside the window and said, 
uh, hey look the song is setting <laughs> and then after a while I realized that the song was just rising <laughs> that's incredible that's incredible yeah hopefully yeah, hopefully we, this we have several yeah we have several beds in the same floor you know we, so we nice. can we can we can sleep when we are tired yeah. oh awesome that is cool that's incredible Wow. Yeah, th- that sounds like a really good good setup. Uh, maybe we'll we should host Gantia <laughs> from your offices. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds way better than Vegas, to be perfectly perfectly honest. In DefCon twenty seven, um, things were actually really good. Um, but I, I'll, just to give you an idea, really good means uh, we had a room where we could yeah. put the server rack and keep working. Um, but the room was about the size of of, of this this room here, for yes. the entire OO, right? Like, so I don't remember, 12, 13 people just yeah, corner <laughs> like server rack, like laptops, and then you know we didn't yeah. have wireless because yeah. we didn't want wireless. But it's also the 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 best setup. Hmm? Yeah, it was the best setup under the circumstances because DefCon, you know, you you have to fit everything in this giant conference, thirty thousand plus room, people. They actually gave us the best. Possible. So you are really bringing the closest service. room to to the yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So we could uh, you know, but that's that's how how it works. Um, sorry, Silver, I interrupted you. Uh, yeah, I just want to ask. So you really bring physical servers to yes the scissors last year? Yes, yes, yes. How many? How many? How many servers? Um, so Adam, do you want to talk about the mini rack? Because you're you're the mini. Yeah, I'm trying to yeah. add it up in my head. We have. Two two U four node guys. Four, so yeah, eight they're, they're eight, four eight nodes servers. and two U's, and then we have and each server has like twenty four cores. Yeah, and then we have okay. like four or five oh, uh, similar servers that are uh, Dell servers that were pretty beefy that we bought, um, and then yeah, we run basically an entire like Kubernetes yeah. cluster. Well, two of them technically. Yeah, I see. So it would be it would not be very easy to set up the whole rack. From I remember you were in the. Uh, sorry, I can't pronounce the city oh, name. Oh, Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, no worries. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. Fe- yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, so I yeah. assembled that rack. It, it 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 could be very hard to. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would be not easy. Exactly. Though. Yeah. So but, we we assemble it beforehand, and then that way, you know, we set it up so that everyone can be remote and access <laughs> it, and then we also try to meet in Vegas for a week. So last year we rented a house so we could all be together for a full week before the CTF and we drive the server rack up there. And so then in the house, it's really nice and everyone can work on it. And then, yeah, because, you know, we're, we're terrified of having to rely on cloud services during the CTF. Right. And so we really don't, uh, don't want to take on that risk of, uh, of just like, you know, like the, if you were there for DEF CON 26, we didn't, we didn't think to ask about the internet in the CTF room. We didn't know that that was something we could ask, should ask about. And so when we had very low uplink, we were very surprised as well. So Not just us, also the teams. Oh, were very surprised. Of course, the teams were very surprised, but as organizers, we were surprised on their behalf. So, yeah, um, it, it, it's tricky and we have to prepare kind of for all eventualities. The, the amazing thing when I was playing is that you could show up and all of your preparations could go to shit, uh, could go badly, and then you could still, you know, get something done. But as as organizers, if if 
our servers don't work. It's 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 game over. It's very bad. <laughs> Literally. Uh, yeah, that, that's interesting. We, uh, yeah. man, we, now 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 we've hit this topic twice. Have you got the rack to uh, to Vegas <laughs> the first year? Okay, fine. I'll tell the story very briefly. So <laughs> I assembled this rack. So I'm not a network server IT person. I'm a just a I'm a web hacker. I just like do whatever needs to be done, right? So I, you know, we bought the rack. I assembled it in Phoenix. I assembled all the servers, installed them all. And the difficult thing was, you know, a lot of the people you know, even in our lab are playing with shellfish. So I can't really ask for their help. So it's mainly just me and beyond doing all this stuff. Yeah. Like it, we literally spent half a day just installing memory into the servers and then installing the, <laughs> the racks in the, the servers into the rack. And so our first year, Jan and I ourselves drove the car, drove the thing up. So we rented a big uh, truck, yeah. like a moving truck. And so we wheeled the servers up there with some of our students helped tied it. Uh, one of our students is a, um, was did uh, his army service in the South Korean army, and so he just went to town on the uh, on the ropes, tying the the rack to the side of this uh, inside of the the truck. Okay. And so Jan and I drive four or five hours, and at this point, like we didn't realize what we we're getting into, and <laughs> we were just very excited. And so we tell people, "Hey, we're going to be outside Caesars because this is where the rack needs to go." And at that point, we didn't have a command room or anything. We just one of the guys was already there. And so we took it to his hotel room. So we tell him and the other guy, Hey, meet us. Uh, and I don't want to say their names in case they don't want to, you know, be known for these things. So <laughs> say their handles probably, uh, Odo and Balzarat. So they meet us yeah. in, in front of Caesars. So, you know, there's Caesars palace. It's a swanky, uh, hotel. Yeah. I, okay. We drive up to the very front of it in, in, in our moving truck. <laughs> With like a ramp. It even has a ramp out, right? And then so the two guys meet us. We open the thing. We look in and there's <laughs> nuts and bolts and screws just on the ground. The server rack is like this because two of the wheels, it had vibrated so much that the the bolts and everything just fell off. Yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know there are special screws you can do that like (laughs) do this. So we just look at this, we're like, uh, and we look kind of back through the door and we just see like lines of cars behind us. And we're just like, well, we've got to do this. So we we just start going. One of the, I think, uh, Balzarat just goes down and starts like screwing things back in and like reassembling this rack, but there's still servers there. So we're having to lift up this rack while the wheels are just being put on so we can have wheels. We only had two out of four wheels. Anyways, so we wheel the thing down, pick up all the missing parts and um, and then take this up to the room. And while I'm doing that, I tell Zardis, hey, park the car, like figure out where the car goes. So do you want to tell that's this part now? Yeah, absolutely. So 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 finally we get the rack out, right? And and at this point the um, valet uh, the 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 Caesar's uh, person that's that's there is really upset at us because we need to get this U-Haul out of their uh, hotel. It's and I tell him, "Listen, yeah. where can I park this?" And he says, "I have no idea, man. I mean, go talk to the to the guy, the 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 head valet. He's down there." So I go to the head valet, and I say, "Hey, um, how's it going? I'm with DefCon, and I need to park this U-Haul somewhere for the weekend." Um, and he said, well, I don't know where you can park it, but you could go down, take that turn, that turn to the other valet, and there's the head head valet, and you can talk to them. 
And I'm like, cool. Uh, what, what's your name? And he gives me his name. I don't remember now, but let's say Mark, right? Like, Thank you, Mark. I drive over to the head, head valet. I pull in <laughs> and I um, uh, see the, the, the head, head valet comes out and says, hey, uh, can I help you? Because I'm driving a U-Haul. And I said, hey, I'm with DEF CON. And Mark down at the main valet said that I could park this uh, truck here for the weekend. And he said, well, we don't have any spaces big enough for this truck. But if you go and park um, in the main employee lot, I'll write a note uh, that the, the truck shouldn't be towed. And so we parked. When you pull into uh, the, the casino, there's this huge um, like like tower or whatever with, with the spinning logo. We parked right under it, literally under that with like, you know, the, the uh, employees and everything. And, you know, I pulled in there and there's someone manning the gate there. And I said, I don't remember the, the other guys, the head head valet's name, maybe Jim. And I said, yeah. okay, uh, Jim yeah. told me that I could park this here. <laughs> and, and yeah, it was just, you know, complete so, social engineering all the way into being able to park. And we were, that, that, we were kind that of worried. Truck. So he tells me the story like, you know, the next day. He didn't even tell it right <laughs> away. It was just kind of, we were talking about like going back again in the car or something. And he tells me a story and I'm like, Jan, the car, the truck may not be there. Like this is a rental. We rented this moving truck. And so, you know, the Monday after DEF CON, we go there and thankfully our, the, the truck was still there. Yeah, and okay. Maybe you want to edit the whole social engineer, engineering stuff out in case of any trouble. <laughs> Maybe, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It was awesome. I just, I love pulling up. Mark said I can park this here. And it works out. Um, and they were very, very helpful, actually. And you know what? We, we were with DEFCON. We needed to park that thing somewhere. Yeah, it wasn't a lie. Nothing, you know, was, was really a lie. So, yeah, it's great. Um, awesome. Okay. So, yeah, uh, divergence into and uh, tangents, tangents into uh, DEFCON 26, moving the server rack problems aside. Um <laughs> Okay, so we talked a lot about kind of the lead up to uh, DEFCON 28 CTF. So then can you, you know, walk us through DEFCON 28 CTF? It doesn't have to be, you know, minute by minute, but what kind of, uh, you know, what was your experience like? Uh, okay, I will start first. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, at the game beginning, <laughs> we saw uh, two challenges. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, one of them is uh, Casino Life, and we work well on that one. And the other one is uh, Parallel Air, and we are really stuck there and uh, suffered a lot from that challenge. Why are you looking at me? I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so actually some of our group, they, they are trying to reverse to understand the challenge and uh, me and the other people we are playing around the shell and uh, trying to find find the interesting things and we are we are using um trace to debug the program you know, every time maybe you can type in um rm then you will see that the program caused an unlinked syscall and you know there are some connections between them and uh, yeah, we, we put a lot of time into that challenge, but mm -hmm. uh, we actually got merely nothing uh, from that one. No, we, we, we got a six tick points that scores. Yeah, right at the end. Yeah, and after that, yes. And, and do you know how 
um, how do we uh, uh, manage to write the exploit? No, I haven't looked <laughs> in, at any of that. In the parallel, yeah. Um, actually, we we don't know the the logic of the uh, the, the the binary and the uh, we, we just uh, uh, get guess from the the the, the p caps and we, we we found that uh, it is a, there is no uh, uh, s rand mm -hmm. uh, yeah in the in the binary so we think there is no uh, random seed in, in the so so the only only thing um, which is different is the time zone and we so we do something with the uh, the, 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 the the time the, the time stamp uh, no 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 so, sorry the time stamp and we do something with the time stamp and we just uh the uh we don't know the logic but we uh, we just guess from the pcap and we we find the uh the, the exploit yeah. So you so that's I great. So you were able to cheeky, kind yeah. of get that backdoor attack traffic from other people's pcaps, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. So then this is a good you know example yeah. of whoever you stole that from, right? Maybe <laughs> they should or should not have sent that to you on a stealth port so that they wouldn't have been giving their exploit away to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think it is interesting because I uh, when I uh, check the, uh, the 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 traffic, I, I saw that. Um, the cycle first uh, attack uh, some uh, teams in the normal port and uh, but uh, attack the uh, uh, AOE and uh, like um, as some, some oh, I, I remember it's only three teams in the stealth port and so yeah. and the PVP and they, uh, they they attack all the teams in the stealth port but uh, they found that the cycle had uh, had got more scores than. Then then so and they, they changed their uh, traffic <laughs> to the normal port and so we got the attack traffic yeah yep <laughs> yeah it's this this emergent uh, interaction is is very interesting and and a common strategy for the stealth boards was to stealth up the teams that were ahead of you in ranking you stealth against them and then you yeah. don't stealth against the teams down yeah. which is then which is funny because you're gambling just like this right that that one of them yeah. doesn't figure it out and then leak it to a top team who then takes it quickly yeah. and uses it to steal some flags right which happened exactly yeah, yeah that's, exactly. that's that's awesome very cool yeah i think some teams they, they will try to doubt if other teams are attacking on the normal pot since they see their points uh are writing that uh, more than 7.5 every yes. round so they will start to doubt if they switch to the normal port. So we should do the same thing. And then everyone try to attack on the normal port and uh, everyone get the traffic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, a, a t one team actually uh, contacted us asking if the scoring system was correct because um, a, another team got like 8.5 points. Right. And so it's like, are they stealthing or are they not? But of course, you can make that decision per team. Right. Per team. Exactly. Right. That yeah. was the. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. So then what What then? Let's say um, moving on to other chows or. Yeah. Then I, I think there are the oh. RSG is really. So yeah, I turn into issue. Yeah. We are very, very quick on that. Oh. The, the yeah. AI, the, the, AI oh, the next one is the AI. Oh, yes, yes, so, yes. Oh, yeah, Russia, yeah. Russia. Yeah. Oh, yo. Okay, so I'm worked on this one <laughs> since yeah. I have do some preparation for uh 
just very roughly. In fact, I didn't play with TensorFlow seriously, just in some toy example. Uh, but mm-hmm. some of some of our teammates they have um, more experience, and I just ask uh, uh, ask them to, uh, to play together. But at uh, at the beginning, they, we cannot get the model of other teams, so. I think the things are more like uh, intact, in, just uh, interact with the with the server, and uh, just just like writing some fuzzing, write some fuzzing tools. I just randomly mutate a picture, and then get the feedback and uh, decide whether to keep this uh, this new mutated sample. Oh, yeah. So you didn't train uh, a replacement model. So so actually, to to catch up the readers, yeah. Rorschach was a black box machine learning challenge on the first day of its release where you would um, be able to query, craft an image to query a network and you could uh, tell the, um, the the decision of the network, right? How, what if confidence was that that image belonged to a certain class of images. And then if you got the correct class and that class changed every round, then um, you would get the flag. So, I would expect, I expected uh, teams to start training the replacement network so that they could attack easily. Yeah, we just randomly mutate the image. Oh, I, okay. I find it uh, worked most of the times. So, yeah, and so, uh-huh. Uh-huh. that's CTF good. <laughs> yeah, and if yeah. it works, it works. And I think du- between the shift one and shift two, uh, since we have models and uh, they write uh, more, uh, they write better. Uh, some training scripts. So, awesome. Yeah, yeah you, want, Jan, you want to talk briefly about the logic behind that shift? Yeah, yeah. So the logic behind the shift was this: that um, the first day, and and let's say about half of the challenge's lifespan was supposed to be um, black box. And and th- these are two different problems in the security of machine learning. One is how secure can a machine learning model be if your adversary doesn't actually have access to it. And the second one is how secure does a machine learning model, can a machine learning model be even if the adversary has access to it? And there are different attacks that an adversary can um, uh, mount on on the, the network. Um, so I wanted to see first day how um, the you know best hackers in the world um, can attack a black box model. And, and whether that is uh, evidently randomly generating images or on other teams, um, they trained a replacement model by querying a bunch of times and then training a model offline um, or uh, through whatever other, other techniques. And then the idea for the shift was um, to avoid a runaway effect where let's say there are three teams that know anything about black box machine learning attacks uh, and the rest of them know nothing, right? To avoid this runaway attack, uh, runaway effect where those three teams just, you know, go boom and then everyone else is bored. Um, I switched it about halfway through the challenge's lifetime to have the, the network be downloadable to see what um, defenses and attacks can be enabled uh, with with the, the new style. The idea for uh, my idea had been that defense would be easier with the black box model because only you had access to your model. So you could tell, um, you know, where on the high dimensional space in a neural network, 
uh, the adversarial inputs uh, would land, and then um, other people couldn't predict uh, where on your high-level space they would land. And then I figured the um, white box would be m harder to defend but easier to attack. Is that what you found? Uh, oh, so we we saw some team patch. They just check the hash of image. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but, and we just retrieve retrieve one. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that that those there were some. I was hoping for things in patching that did not end up happening, unfortunately. <laughs> and there were some some infrastructure problems that that harmed that as well. Uh, but it's it's it is an interesting sort of experience seeing what how teams did and didn't patch that. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. What what else? Yeah, any other thoughts on any other challenges or DefCon CTF experience? So, so the next one is the ICT. Yeah, I think. Yes, I think so. The the it released at the the start of the second shift. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah, we um and I I I was uh do, I I worked on this this challenge and I I still remember in the last year the A O O O L. Yeah, the, the, that change. Yeah. yeah, we 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 spend a lot lots of time on how to uh how to how to get the configuration of yeah of the, the the server and we and after the the game we we go to the DDT's party and they they told us they they, they patch the binary and the and the, and the after the, the back door and so they they can get it easily. Oh. <laughs> so so we learned from. Well, we we learned so much from them, and so this time we first we we upload a new binary and get the like the I remember it's the the codes mm -hmm. the, the 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 file yeah, and so we we know how to um to how to play the 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 game, and I think we are the first team to figure out how to read uh, ourselves uh, our uh, flag uh, the flags, and we got the first flood and. Uh, after some time, the other teams also pick it out, and so we, so so we we, we start to um to drop the, the flags where after we after we have read read it yeah, we drop drop the flag to to the to the ground and uh, and and after that I found uh, the other teams also learned uh, they, they 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 know how to uh, pick it up and read the flag and they they also know how to drop it and. And I found they, uh, they drop the flag and then they, uh, move to the, to, to the ne next, the, 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 and, and move, move the player. So we have to, uh, to, 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 uh, so, uh, so it is more difficult to pick the, the, the flag. Yeah. And I, I remember at that time we start to, um, to find how to kill people or do something interesting, <laughs> and we just uh, r randomly to pick the uh, pick uh, everything and <laughs> try to uh, to try different uh, uh, different instruction and uh, and I think we are lucky we find how to kill people and then we start to uh, to find the PVP because they patched their binary <laughs> and they, they they are the 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 strongest opponent, so we 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 have to <laughs> kill kill him. Yeah, and we have <laughs> maybe um three or four people to 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 kill PPP, and uh, we we each one have the 
uh, control the player because you are uh, because you know we can steal other teams' token and so we can we can control their yeah their players and uh, right. so we when uh, when they each uh, round start we first find who is the um, the who is the the most close most close to the the, the PPP and uh, so he will responsible to <laughs> kill him. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's, it is real, yeah, real interesting. Which sounds it sounds mean, but it's actually again another meta strategy, right? Of like you're trying to, yeah, you're not just trying to get the most amount of flags and improve your score. You're also trying to push down your competitor's score yeah. because you knew that that yeah. that would be the closeness of the game. Yeah, no, that's yeah. amazing. And and RHG and, is a challenge that we talked about uh, at the DEFCON, um, one of our DEFCON recaps. So I'll probably recaps, link that yeah, in the yeah, show yeah, notes I, so people yeah, can I see have, that. I have seen, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And I, after the second shift, uh, the, the server is, uh, we, we cannot connect to the server. So we wrote uh, our own server to to continue our uh, scripting, yeah, ah, yes. we 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 That's wrote exactly uh, what Yannick wanted to happen, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, when the game went down, yeah. I was you know because we we talk about that a little bit, right? Like, okay, you know, if your service is going to be up over the night, does, can they actually do something, or yeah. is it just useless? And he's like, yeah, yeah, they can just write their own server. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Cool. Any other notable or challenges that stick out to you, or things you want to share? We don't have to go challenge by challenge, but we can. Uh, we can if you guys want. Yeah, it's up to you, you all. Uh, so, so next time, I remember there are a lot of challenges coming up, including the Game Boy, Beatles, and the Pinball. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so uh, at that time, the people from. Uh, they just uh, people from the parallel AF challenge. They just get enough rest, and they can start do something. And now they put themselves into Game Boy, and this, <laughs> this is another. Yeah, they, they got uh, a few things for auto from it. And for myself, I, I I'm working on the pinball, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, during that shift and uh, we get very good results and uh, you know, we we find some uh, memory corruption bugs and uh, try to exploit it to um, to help us to get a lot of scores so I, I'm, I'm still uh, have a question that uh, is it intended that um, that uh, jackpot points can be uh, earned repeatedly since after that, a lot of teams are trying, trying to uh, repeat as many times as possible to win that 4,000-point jackpot. Yeah, I, I think that there was some... I don't think it was intended to be able to get jackpot repeatedly over and over and over again. There, it was intended that you could get it several times. Once per jackpot, right? Uh, there were different jackpots, and you could get... There were different jackpots, and you could get each one once. But oh, I yeah. think there was an unintended bug that led to this repetition. Which is cool. Uh, I mean, because that's kind of the thing, which, right? Yeah. Is everything was inbounds <laughs> as far as what you could do yeah. with that challenge. Yeah, then, then I, I'm trying all my best to do, get get <laughs> more 4,000 score uh, jackpots. And we finally managed to get to uh, nearly 40,000. 
Wow. A uh, four hundred thousand, maybe. Yeah, four hundred thousand. Yeah, because yeah, our yeah. reference solution, Balzarot's reference solution, uh, he wrote the challenge was, um, I think, fifty something thousand, uh, which was the the intended, you know, maximum score. Let's say you almost yeah. almost got a whole order of magnitude above that. Yeah, and it hasn't been released yeah. yet, but we do have a a podcast that will have already come out by the time this comes out, talking to with Jeff about uh, Game Boy. So, I think hopefully yeah, that'll be. Yeah. Uh, you know, there'll be a lot of in-depth stuff and talking about that challenge. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So did it feel like, have you played, I assume you've played real pinball before? So it was like a... Uh, no, I played no? pinball on that Windows. That's, that's what I said <laughs> during the DEF CON recap. I said that. Oh my gosh. Amazing. I love it. I also <laughs> loved that thing as a kid. Yeah. 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 yeah I played a lot yeah. when I, within my childhood. Yeah. At my uncle's house, he had it on his system. And for some reason we didn't have it on mine. And so when we'd go there, I'd just play pinball on that machine. <laughs> yeah. I, I think this is the best game in Windows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and the four pinball, I have uh, one more question. Yeah, please. Uh, uh, what is the uh, the bonus point if I can get all five jackpots? Because I try a lot of to to get all those five, and uh, I still cannot get the first one. Uh, and I don't know what is the bonus point like. I I don't remember. We should either ask Balzarot or or have him on the hmm. um, on the podcast to talk about it. Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know off the top of my head. It was, if I remember correctly, it was set a X thousand points, but I don't remember what X was. Yeah. Okay. So are you going to uh, release the source code? Of yeah. That yeah, we just haven't gotten around to that one. Uh, we just have to... Bug oh, we can't commit to releasing well, we somebody to else's thing, right? Like, we will do that's, our best right. to try to push my understanding is that he that. plans to to release yes. that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't want to go push the button for him right <laughs> Even we could record we could record me saying yes and record me saying no and just edit the right <laughs> one <laughs> uh, yeah and and i'm still i don't know still don't know how to get the last jackpot i think it, uh, no no team has uh successfully get that one i i i think uh, we should just release, regardless, we'll bug Balzarot to release his reference solution. Uh, oh, cool. It, it involved some really crazy, crazy stuff with the input format where he was overlapping uh, uh, different parts of the file to achieve different things. Just, he's a crazy guy. Yeah, I'm oh. trying to look at it, but honestly, I don't know anything about this. Yeah, so I... yeah no, it's not going to make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to look at this. <laughs> it's insane. It's a notes file that just has random words in it. Some of it's Italian, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He'd be uh, so... running concepts by me, like, randomly, and I was like, yeah, this sounds great, man. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Um, cool. Awesome. So, um... We don't have to keep going challenge by challenge, but if you guys have more, more you want to talk about, absolutely. Yeah, I, I have something to say in this slot machine, and yeah. uh, in in this challenge, the two deliverers they got the first slot, and they they attack they attack us. I think it is because of we are the our team ID is is one is the first, yes. we are the first team. Yeah, and we when we look back to the whole game we found there are so many times we are suffering are the from the, the yeah. yeah 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 we are the the only 
only team being attacked in yeah. the yeah. So I think yeah, it's, next it's, it's year we we probably we will change our name to like the Z Z Z A O E Z Z Z. Actually, yeah, just kind of look behind the curtain. It wasn't the name. It was your first uh, spot finish in the qualifier. I think what. Is that true, Adam? No, it was the name. No, it's just no, a, it's, it's, it's the name. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's just a, yeah, the yeah. ordering. It's of, an alphabetical order. Previous year, it was the, the qualifier. <laughs> yeah, one. maybe next year we can randomize it. But it does make um, it better on our <laughs> dashboards and okay. stuff so, so we can so, see. So the, the IPv6 year, um, or years of DEF CON CCF, um, IPv6 is, of course, hexadecimal. And there was uh, one time there were 20 teams or 18 teams or something like that more than 16 and uh there was team one two three four five six seven eight nine and then instead of 10 it went to team a b c d of course right but of course everyone in their scripts had that one that two that three that four that five that six that seven that eight that nine that ten that eleven that and and there wasn't that ten that's the thing. It was the whatever. There was a that ten, that eleven. But but teams. Yeah, that was a, machine B, C, sixteen, D, e, right? F. Yeah, teams A, B, C, D, and E and F. They were super super advantaged because no one attacked them, or very few people attacked them <laughs> because of misconfiguring in the shooters. Um, oh, so this funny. this definitely occurs. Yeah, that's it's, crazy. It's just a crazy emergent behavior. Awesome. So maybe we can go. Yeah. You know, anybody have anything else about uh, challenges? We can then. Teleport to the end, and so you can. Cool. So yeah, can you you know share with us how did it feel to win DefCon twenty eight CTF? Were you were you watching the closing ceremonies and watching Jan there, uh, trying to talk? Adam, I think you uh, you might have dropped out, but um, like oh, oh so obviously not... I. I... Do you want me to go again? Yeah, okay. I yeah, yeah, go again. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I said so. Um, so now we can maybe teleport to the end. So were you watching the um, the final stream of, of the DEF CON closing ceremonies with Zardis there uh, drinking his... Were you drinking beer at that point? I was drinking Guinness. I, I, it, was, it was Guinness time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you're sitting, were you guys, so was everyone watching that stream or were you, didn't know the sun was coming up or down, so you were just sleeping? Uh, so sorry. So uh, were you watching the live stream? Uh, you, you can, yeah. Yeah. The, the, this, the stream at the ceremony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The closing ceremony. Um, Yeah, I can still hear you speaking. No one remembers, of course. Oh, yes, we, we all gathered together in the yeah. meeting room oh, nice, to, nice, to nice. watch the ceremony. No way! The whole team, so, so the team was watching, and, and you saw you saw how close it was, right? You saw that, yeah. that, like, multiple times in that day, you and PPP overtook each other. It was an, an insane war of attrition there. And you can see why Jan is the face his of off. Order of the Overflow, because he had that brilliant part where even I was watching, and I knew who won. And I'm sitting there, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, and then, then oh, but first I'm going to show you this video of them playing. And I'm sitting there going, I want to yeah. know who won. Like, announce it. Come here. It, it, it was amazing to see from our end, because, like, yeah. uh, we, we, we knew 
where the, when the game ends mm -hmm. and we could run projections but of course the projections um you know especially with uh dynamic challenges like uh nude, nude was constantly uh changing and who was scoring yeah, what exactly as, as teams found and exploited new vulnerabilities and especially as they decided who to stealth and not stealth attack um and it was like impossible to predict until the very end it was absolutely incredible so hopefully you got uh watching that stream some of the same sort of uh you know heart racing uh suspense right up until that very final yes, yes. part yeah. how did it feel exactly. how did it feel to to oh <laughs> classic classic artist <laughs> so i will take over so how did it feel in that moment are you back my friend uh, yeah we, we feel really excited that yeah. everyone is shouting and uh, yeah i, I think gunming is feel he's the most excited one and <laughs> i think he can introduce him yeah and, and i remember i had some stuff uh uh my hand and i just uh, <laughs> so, yeah, 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 and uh, it, it, it's morning. It, it, it is already the morning in uh, Shanghai, oh, and the, the the other yeah. meeting room they oh. are start here, and it's Monday, and and <laughs> they, they start the, the meeting, and we are just shouting, shout <laughs> and what what. Yeah, and when we uh, open the door and uh, and everyone is watching us, <laughs> so what are you doing in your room? <laughs> oh, that's so cool! Oh, amazing. Yeah, and and I remember, yeah. yep. I remember the the, the right. score, and uh, maybe at the, oh. the very at the end with the two piece, uh, uh, get more close to the to to us, and yeah, and at that time. Um, yeah. actually we, we have, uh, we, we have shot, uh, before the, the it end, but <laughs> after that we, we saw a TP is coming and we, 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 we stop <laughs> everything and, uh, and just like this, this, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, and uh, finally we, yeah, <laughs> and, and finally we, they, 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 they stop and we, we start, uh, we start shouting again. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That's so cool. Amazing. Yeah, so we're we're yeah, so, know, yeah super um, happy that you won. We're bummed that you didn't get the experience of walking on stage at the final ceremony. So we could have you know been there to shake your hand, give you your black badges, and celebrate you there. But hopefully, uh, hopefully, it still felt just as yeah. sweet and just as uh, great as it should have. So yeah, that's awesome. If you make it to to next DefCon and next DefCon's held in person, maybe you can do a quick uh, <laughs> CTF award ceremony. There you go. I like that, but too. this isn't to say that you're holding their black bags, uh, badges hostage for a whole year, are you? <laughs> no, definitely not. The, the moment they're ready to ship, though, they will be out. Um, or the moment we figure awesome. out. Well, so what did how did the victory shipped. mean for the team? Um, so you know, yeah. you talked about what it felt like, but now you've had a chance to kind of reflect and look back. So what did it mean for your team? Um, I think that for the team, it's a really important uh, result, and uh, we, we actually make history. Uh, it is the first time that in history a Chinese CTF team win the championship of DevCon CTF. Amazing. And everyone of us are really excited about it. 
Yeah. yeah and uh, and I remember I, w- I was holding a, 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 a can of Coke, full of Coke. And when I see that results, and I can't stop myself to drink all that Coke <laughs> <laughs> at once. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is well deserved too. I mean, um, you've been super close a number of times, and and uh, you've been almost always right up at the top of the scoreboard, uh, toward the top of the scoreboard. So you know, this is a, a well deserved, you know, win uh, and on a long trajectory of awesome. Yeah, and it shows how competitive the top outcome. tier of CTF is, right? So that's uh, yeah, we had in yeah. our you know our brief. So far, three-year tenure, right? We had Defcore Root and PVP, and now AOE on top. So, yeah, it's super cool to see that it's you know, yeah. it's a Some. mix, and there's always the same awesome people there that help push each other to new heights. Yeah, and some, something I said, um, I was on uh, uh, talking at a panel uh, recently, and I was asked, like, you know, about the the winners the distribution of winners at defcon i said it's it's amazing to see like adam said you know uh different teams from different places winning uh year uh after year right because the ctf community as i see it is a global community it's not you know when when you're at the ctf after party in vegas it's all one one group of people essentially we're all you know hackers nerds and 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 crazy people that you know ctf instead of sleeping or instead of you know like relaxing um so it's it's awesome to see that and i think yeah that ctf exactly and i think the the really interesting thing is when people listen to this and we just uh Probably before this, we'll release a podcast about Ropship AI, where we had on uh, three members of PPP, Jay, Corwin, and Matt. And they, a lot of their stories about getting into CTS were exactly the same as yours, right? Even actually the same timing, which is kind of crazy. They all got in around 2014 into CTFs. And so, you know, seeing like people from all around the world that get hooked into CTF and love learning about things and applying that to CTFs is beautiful. I mean, I, I absolutely love it, so... Yeah, it's fantastic. So, you know, definite congratulations to you all. You definitely earned this. So does this mean, so you've already now, you're the first team to qualify for DEF CON uh, 29 CTF. So does this mean you just relax for the next year and you just cruise through the first season? <laughs> oh, yeah. So there's no if. You guys will make it, of course. Maybe we will change our name first. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> put the star first add another star <laughs> oh wait that doesn't change it all right yeah yeah that, that, that still sorts them first <laughs> uh, amazing okay so yeah so now maybe maybe we can kind of end on a note i like to um you know on that on that note you've reached the pinnacle of ctf right the top of the top You've done something that very few people on earth can say that they've done. You've won DEFCON CTF. What tips do you have that you can maybe share with others of how, how to get, how to approach CTFs and how to get into CTFs? I think that's, you know, it's important for who's going to inspire the next silver to get into CTFs, right? So anybody want to take that? Yeah, I think, I think that a very important thing is to uh, start from basics. Mm-hmm. 
you must have to master all those basics uh, in computer science and in security. And you have to think in hacker's way. Develop that hacker and mind the, that we talked about, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so many Keep cheeks. curious and uh, keep hacking. Keep hacking. Yeah, that's great advice. Awesome. Anybody else have wisdom to share? Maybe someone who wants to transit help. Just start with some uh, like Pornable KR or uh, West or some other, you know, uh, training set would be pretty helpful. And I think the most important is you should you should brew. You should not be afraid of thinking about what if I crash something, what if... Yeah, you got a bonus if you crash something. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't be afraid. If you, want to, if you want to try something, just try it. Do not mind the cost. Do not mind what will happen and what will not happen. Just try. Amazing. Just do it. Yeah, unless the, the crashing <laughs> yeah. is Jan's browser while we're trying to do a podcast, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I, I... How how does this constantly happen to me? And I I didn't think I I didn't think that it would happen twice. I should have been like yeah. enabled some. It's good, man. We just keep right? going. Cool. Any more uh, advice for people? Anyways, getting into CTF. Yeah, and I I think CTF is a really a long journey. So just like us, we played um, like uh, more than uh, six years, I think. Yeah, and and last year we only got the the fourth place in DevCon, and uh, we are. Uh, really upset and um and and uh, and i think every um so uh, you should have a strong body to play, play with ctf yeah because the defcon you you have to fight for 49 hours and you can only sleep only a very few hours yeah so so you really need a strong body that's good sound mind sound body i like that you know yeah <laughs> So any uh, oh, yeah, please go. Oh, ahead. so uh, maybe I also should tell you something. And I think I just want to stress them to start uh, playing CTF. Uh, during university, I saw some students. Uh, they are interesting. They are interested in playing CTF, but they always hesitate to uh, to start do it. Maybe they think they they have not prepared it well. But I think uh, you can just learn. You you need to learn it by playing it. And uh, so make more pr practice and uh, you will find uh, it is very interesting. Have fun and uh, learning something as well. Awesome. So, yeah. Um, and I think it's important to drive home for the viewers that these are uh, through their, their victory and their, their team's victory in um, DEF CON CTF, AOE including these four amazing hackers have cemented their place among the best hackers in the world, right? Like this is the height of, of uh, cybersecurity competition. And um, uh, it's their advice of just get into it, right? That's the thing. No, no one here said, well, I was raised by, you know, uh, computer monks from, you know, the time I was three and, and, and so forth. No, they got into CTF. They, 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 they got dragged to a competition. 
by a friend or something. And uh, now they are um, <laughs> virtually on stage uh, at the, you know, in, in, in front of the world on a global event. So <clears throat> I think it's important to, to drive home that in, in these sort of things, mm -hmm. you just have to jump in and 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 swim and yeah. eventually you that's great get to the cool. anybody have anything uh they'd like to plug any cool ctfs to talk about uh you know this is your time to plug whatever things you think people should check out yeah we invite people to come to our zero ctf tctf <laughs> final yeah <laughs> beautiful yep yeah. Um, when is it? Um, Where is it? 26 <laughs> this month. Awesome. Okay, great. Yes. September 26th. Um, yeah, very cool. Uh, and, and of course, details yep. can be reachable yeah, yeah, through CTF time. Awesome. Anything else? Cool. All right. Uh, yeah, thanks for joining us today, everyone. We really appreciated having all of you on. This was, uh, I think, a super, really good opportunity for us to kind of, you know, get to know the winners of DEFCON 28 CTF. Uh, so I'm Adam D. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Dupay. He's Zardis. You can find him on Twitter at Zardis. We're CTF Radio, and you can find us online on YouTube and Twitter at CTF Radio with three O's. You can send us questions through email at ctfradio at gmail.com. And who knows, your questions may end up on a future episode of CTF Radio. So take care and happy hacking. See y'all.